enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all, all things, things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Aaron, and I will be your host tonight as we discuss a lot of deep topics tonight. I'm not even going to just narrow it down to just one thing, but we got a great guest tonight. It's going to be a real serious, serious show today. It's going to be fun too, but more serious than that. So just buckle up and we're going to take this ride together. Uh, the Template Geek Podcast has been around since 2012. Here we discuss and celebrate fandoms and all things geek. And to our returning listeners, thank you for tuning in. With me today is a very, very special guest. I got B. Dave Walters on the line where he is very deep within the in the geek community if you guys have seen our friends over at geek and sundry you may you may under, you may recognize this man's voice he's he's very big in the tabletop gaming community as well b dave how you doing today man <laughs> yeah hello 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 thank you for having me thank you all for for listening um you know it's it's, it's a, another b- beautiful day i would say that well the sun is shining i can actually see it, it is now. It's, yeah it's, it's blue again it was brown there for a minute so hey you know if the, as long as the sun showed up today uh, i think the rest of us can too right yeah the, the sun clocked in for work today and we, we doing good like so I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. We had we had a couple scheduling glitches and stuff, mostly on my end, actually. Uh, I just for all those listening to the show, you guys may know this from following us on social media. I recently got married, coming up on two weeks now as a time that we're recording this, and I want to thank everybody for all the love for that. And then I took some time off, of course, you know, to do married people stuff. And now, and now we back, yeah. and now I'm back to this interview that I was looking very, very much forward to doing. Well, first, let me just say congratulations, man. You know, and, and again, you were you were globe hopping, you were getting your James Bond on, so like yep. it was fine to, to have to work it out. But hey, welcome back, and uh, you know, welcome welcome to the whole the whole new world, the next level of existence. It uh, really is. Have- it it really is. It feels it feels great for for those of y'all who found somebody and you want to do something like this. Please go right ahead and do it. And we can have that conversation later too, and how you should go about planning everything. But it, it really feels. <laughs> I, I feel amazing. Well, congratulations, man. Do do you have kids by chance? No, not at all. We're um, we're, we're but we're very much. That's very much in the picture. We're we're not starting right now because you know we gotta you know right. start up. No, enjoy it, man. Get, get used to yeah. where we at now. I got a motto. We call it one life event at a time. <laughs> well, just uh, twenty twenty disagrees with you there. Uh, yeah. Well, oh. let, me, let me say this. <laughs> so we we could uh, yeah too soon too soon yeah um. It's, well, let, let me let me just say this though. Uh, the kid thing—that's when the game really changes. Yeah. That you and, and I, I really a lot of times guys don't don't understand this because there, there's a lot of times people talk about you know what it means to be a mother and how that changes a woman's life and all of that is a hundred percent true. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, well, at least in, as much as I've observed, I can't speak to that. But I think what a lot of times guys underestimate how much becoming a father changes a man and the first time they hand you your kid i'm telling you a hundred million years of evolution comes into very sharp focus like programming you didn't know you had just starts activating in your brain and you're like oh okay that's what those dad reflexes kick in when you see all those saves of like all that stuff yeah yeah, 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 those videos are hilarious yeah yeah, yeah, no, but you're right. Enjoy this time because the the thing about kids, and I and I know this isn't necessarily what we're here to talk about, so I'm gonna change the subject soon. But it is, you know, the reason life exists on Earth. Period. Right. Is um. Uh, the only thing you really give up with kids is spontaneity. Like right now, when you go home and you see your wife, you could be like, "Hey, let's go to Vegas." And you could, you know, not yeah. counting the quarantine or all that. Like you just get in the car, especially from where we live. You know, you yeah. Vegas is a couple of hours away. A couple you go hours kick away. it. And that was a real conversation yesterday, too, by the way. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something. Once kids enter the equation, it's going to be like, let's go to Vegas next March. You know, like, <laughs> when, um, you know, call, call Steve, we're gonna, who's going to watch the kids we're going to do? Yeah, you only give up spontaneity, everything else you can do. So, yeah, enjoy this time. Enjoy the simplicity of this time. When, when, when it's time to be blessed and move on to the next stage, you can do it and enjoy that, man. Yep. 
All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Man. I really do. Now, again, that wasn't what we came here to talk about. Everybody's cool right. me being married and stuff. We got to talk about some serious things. Now, you got a documentary coming out, or is it out yet? I, I do. The crowdfunding campaign just finished. It's called Dear America from a Black Guy. Uh, I was doing an Indiegogo campaign, which just funded last week. And nice. uh, now we are going going into production on it. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's the, the basic premise of it is, um, I think it, it is clear that just yelling at each other is not working. Um, there, there's wide divisions in this country in right now is literally costing people's lives. People are dead right now because other, we don't want to listen to each other. Right. And no matter what happens with this election, um, have the other half of the country is not about to leave. And so we have to find a way to approach each other and interact with each other with just a basic human respect that we may not all agree. We are not going to all agree, but at least that you are human and I'm a human, you know, like that's the, the, the essence of the black lives matter protest is at the, at the core of it. We're just saying like, Hey, you do know we're people, right? right. And there's still a not insignificant, amount of the country that is like mm, but nah though you know and yeah. that's that's insane that's insane so i'm trying to uh just bridge the bridge those gaps um and it, it is an idea that was in the back of my mind for a long time uh quite frankly i didn't want to do it for a while um i very much was in a place that you know i don't want to talk to those people you know right. motioning broadly at those people uh and yet and yet we we have to because if we don't find a way to talk to each other um it's going to kill us all we're all on the same ship you know like there's a meme floating around of uh it's a picture of the titanic when the titanic was sinking and uh you know the back end is up in the air and someone just says well i'm glad our side's not sinking and it's like, yeah, yeah, but it is though. It, it is. is though. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, like, that, that's what we're after. Th this kind of project and stuff. Like this, this is something that's been on my mind as well. And it, again, like you said, it's not something that you actually want to do. There are a million other things that we actually want to do. However, this is one of those mm -hmm. things that you can, it, it has to be done. You know, because well, you know. At, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no! Please, please, you continue. I apologize. I'm so no, no, enthusiastic, no. y'all. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I mean, so am I. All so, over so am I. So, so I apologize. Apologies in advance for uh, the other times I'm probably going to cut you off. But it's 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 all in love and enthusiasm of this project because this is something that I'm really excited for because it just has to be done, you know. Because every yep. other method of like trying to like solve a, a common problem, which has existed from the birth of this country, and even before that, if you really look look really into history and stuff this this problem sure. is nothing it's not exclusive to the united states but it, it's it's something that right now we're at a point where something has to change or everything is just gonna just fall apart i'm not saying that we yeah. need to like make changes and stuff to the system to make the quote-unquote system work no the system needs to be overhauled we need a new system mm -hmm. because it's not that the system doesn't work. The system works fine. This is how it was designed. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, it, it's exactly as intended, which a lot of people don't realize. And yeah, you know, um, I mean, to put it in, in, in comic book parlance, um, the, you know, a, a lot of times I, I do a lot of panels and talks and stuff about, you know, storytelling and writing and heroism mm -hmm. and, 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 and what, what makes a hero a hero. And, I was talking to somebody about this when I was kind of really going back and forth about whether or not I wanted to do it. And it was, um, it was, you know, George Floyd was murdered and the protest started and it seemed different this time. I think it was, it was obvious early that it was different this time, yeah. you know? And it was like, oh, word. Oh, they're, they're, oh, people care. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so as I was going back and forth about it, deciding if I wanted to take it on, I was talking to a friend of mine about um, uh, the, the, whole, the whole thought process of it. And I, I was talking about Batman. And I said, you know, Batman does what, you know, B Batman, when he sees a problem that he can make a difference, he steps up and he makes a difference because that's what heroes do. Right. And when I heard it was like, oh, oh, wait a second. I can actually help. Like I have the capacity to make a meaningful impact. I know I do. And therefore 
I must do that thing then. Like, I have to. Like, if I can help, I have to. Oh, I know the context of it. It was when the guy over in England, the Black Lives Matter protester, um, uh, carried the, the the white supremacist dude to get medical attention when he right, got cracked right, in right. his dome. Remember that? Yeah. And like, and, and this, this whole argument erupted because a lot of people in my community and on my wall were mad that he'd helped the dude. And I was like, no, he had the ability to help Therefore, he had to help. Right. You know, like that's that's just being a good human. And I realized after I kind of launched into this diatribe about why whatever that man's politics were, whether or not it changed him, whether or not it was going to make any difference in his life, it still was the right thing to do. I was like, oh, yeah, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Then that means... I got to do what I can do. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm going to try and make my little my little impact. And I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm out here curing cancer, y'all. I'm, I'm just trying to create a documentary, maybe foster some conversations, you know, bring bring some some peace into people's lives, at least. And, uh, you know, yeah, if, uh, if 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 one person um, gets their mind changed in a meaningful way or at least becomes more open to uh, interacting with people. And I do mean that on both sides. I mean that both ways, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't just mean this as, you know, the conservatives need to sit down and listen to what we're trying to tell them. We uh, can have a foster a meaningful conversation between people who don't always agree. We won't always agree. All positions are not equal. Some people believe things that are flatly wrong, exactly. but it still doesn't mean you can't talk to them like a human being. Uh, and I completely agree with that because, like, you, if yeah, I, I, would, I personally don't trust anybody that I that agrees with everything that I say. It's just something about that seems weird. I'm like everything that I say, because like some of the things that I say, <laughs> you know, really everything I say, because <laughs> you're like I know me, I'm deeply suspicious. Don't yeah, <laughs> it's like I know who I am. It's like I'm I'm 36 years old. I've gone through 36 years of change. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. 18 year old Aaron can't hang out with 36 year old Aaron. He's a cool dude. We just can't hang out. That's all. You know, I don't trust that dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know what I know what he's after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. I know what he's about. And right now, married 36 year old Aaron can't hang out with 18 year old Aaron. We have absolutely nothing in common besides our first and last name. That's it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yep. like yep. so so you kind of answered my next question on how you got inspired to make this. Um, so like, what what's the process that you went through? And I mean, like the the film for for those of y'all who are like aspiring filmmakers, documentary makers, and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's the process in regards to making a documentary, and especially making a documentary at this scale? Well, let me let me. There is slightly more to the the question um, okay. of, of of what set this in motion, and I'll answer both. Um, the thing that originally planted this idea in my mind was uh, the murders of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling. Oh wow! Because if because if you recall, that was the same week. Same week, you know? yeah. Um, it was the same week, and that that was just like two body blows, just like bam, bam, you know. Um, and that's what even put the, the idea in my mind at the time of it's just like, what, what can I do? What can I do? What, what skills do I possess? Um, which made me start thinking about this then. And, you know, there, there was the logistics of how do you do it, whether or not you want to. And quite frankly, I I was, I was mad for a while, especially when it, like, we kept getting all this footage of black people getting murdered and nobody cared. Right. And I used to say. I used to say we get killed like dogs in the street, but that's actually not true. If footage came out of a police officer kneeling on a dog's neck for eight minutes and 45 seconds, um, they would have had that dude in front of. Oh, yeah. Super shut down. Super shut down. He'd be fired. His pension gone. His boss fired. Boss's pension gone. You know, there would not be nobody would be on the news like, well, the dog did bark at him. Right, right. They wouldn't have brought up the being aggressive breed. Yeah. The dog's bite record wouldn't have been brought up or nothing. Exactly. Like photoshopped (laughs) pictures of the dog looking suspect when it was 18. You know what I mean? Um, none of that would have happened. So like, as, as black males, especially, but also black females, mm-hmm. uh, we get portrayed as literally, you know, beneath animals in, in the in the media. And that was a 
that was highly problematic for me for a time. Yes. But, you know, again, I, I told you how I got to how, why, why I'm doing it, but that is how it actually started. You know, that was the birth you. of the idea. Um, now, that being said, the process of making it, you know, full disclosure, the process of making it is very much ongoing. The project yes. funded last week, you know. But but I will tell you, since I have been in, in the movie business for a while now, and contrary to what a lot of people believe, making a documentary is like making any other movie in the sense that it still has to have a story. It's still got a script. It's still, you know, beginning, middle, and end. It is not yeah. just a hodgepodge of uh, images and ideas. Um, for me... I tried to not get too overly attached to anything I wanted to do because it wasn't necessarily clear what the budget was going to be. Right. And, you know, what you know, what you can do at 50 is different than what you could do at 75, which is different than what you could do at 100, which is different than what you could do at a million, you know? Um, yeah. And there's also the, the idea of now filmmaking during the time of COVID, um, which has changed a lot of things because it's not so simple. Uh, again, as you just learned with your traveling. Oh, yeah. It's just... You know, hopping in the car and just going up and down the freeway, you know, in interviewing people all over the place. If I'd had my wish, I would go to all 50 states and talk to people in all 50 states. But I mean, I don't think that's in the cards yet. No. Got to save something for the sequel, you know. Um, so I am approaching this and, you know, we'll come back and listen to this and, you know, 12 to 18 months. And y'all tell me if I did it, y'all. But I'm trying to not just tell the story. But I'm also trying to advance the medium of, you know, quarantine filmmaking because God willing, we're going to get loose soon. But I mean, pending how this goes in November and some yeah. other things like, I mean, I don't think this is going to be the last time this happens to us. So, nope. uh, you know, um, which is wild because, uh, uh, you know, this is the first time it's happened in my lifetime. And yet I think I can very much see that it's not going to be the last time. Um which again is wild. Wouldn't have thought that in, in February. It's just, it's, it's just really just, it's almost depressing, but at the same time, I've kind of grown to accept it that like, this is the, this is the reality that we're going through and yep. we just all have to adapt, you know? Yep. Well, I mean, looking back across human history, this is a pretty cushy quarantine. Too, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. As it goes with like pandemics across the globe in human history, this is a pretty soft yep. one. Yep. You know, and you asked that the very first question you asked me was how's the quarantine gone for me? And I I didn't quite say it because I launched into my, my little spiel about uh -huh. marriage and children. Is um I do not mean to make light of the difficulties of these. Absolutely times. not. So, no, Absolutely it, not. It is extremely difficult, you know, the catastrophically difficult for a lot of people. But for me in particular, honestly, really hasn't been that bad. Uh, most of the stuff I do, I can do from home. You know, I'm talking to you from home right, right. now. Um, I was, I was blessed to be in a position where I had a couple dollars in the bank where when they were like, Hey, go buy two weeks worth of groceries. I could, you know, um, and, and was able to just hunker down and make it happen. Now, that being said, there's been plenty of times, plenty of times in my life in the not too distant past where that was not true. Exactly. And, you know, this would have been catastrophic. So I, I, I was just fortunate that, that it broke down the way it has. I was already kind of on the ramping up with my own digital, uh, you know, content creation. I already hit, was in the process of making some investments in some new equipment. So when the whole world suddenly had to figure out what are we going to do to entertain ourselves? I was in a position to kind of capitalize on that and ride that wave. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, no, sorry, please go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So in that I I'm, I'm happy that, the things that I've been able to do, you know, my, my people that, that I work with, the other performers on the shows I'm on have been able to do something to kind of help take their minds off things. Because to me, that's the power of storytelling to to be able to take someone on a journey to help them take their minds off their problems for a time and show them that they're not alone and they're not different. It's like you're not crazy for feeling how you feel, that we're all the same, Um is is what storytelling is for uh so to be able to help continue that in a time when there's not a lot of tv coming out and there's not a lot of movies getting made that we still get to be able to take people on adventures is something that i i'm, I'm really grateful for and something i take very seriously absolutely and and because like right now this is this is something again that's needed 
And from from just talking to you these these brief couple minutes and stuff, like I, I, this is gonna be a very entertaining documentary, and it's gonna be very educational as well. Um, and also with the with the quarantine going on, I'm not trying to make light on anybody's situation, but this quarantine mm-hmm. actually, you know, not too much has changed in my area as well. You know, a lot, a lot of the same things. I work in entertainment. Um, I mm-hmm. know how to practice social distancing and stuff. Like it's, I don't like being that close to people. I don't know anyway. So it's, it's, you know, <laughs> yep. it's kind of, and the only, like the one thing that has changed is like that, that has affected me like a lot is like, uh, I don't get to see a lot of my friends as often as I could. So like when I, when I actually yeah. had my wedding and I got to see people who I hadn't seen in months, like it just, yeah. it, it felt good. You know, and yeah, well, we, we, you know, it's go ahead. No, no, please, please. No, I, I interrupted you again. I apologize. No, we, please. No, it's all good. We we had like a social distance wedding and stuff. It was it was pretty nice. Everybody there who had, who wanted to wear a mask wore a mask. Um, I didn't because, you know, it's my wedding. I want my face in every picture. And I had gotten a COVID test like a week earlier. So I'm good. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was it was just one of those things. It's like social interaction and stuff is part of what could help out this problem that we have here in America because a lot of a lot of the racism in this country comes from people not actually being around other groups of people not actually experiencing oh, yeah. it and when you it's it's like it's like if you only went to a store that only had one brand of cereal everything you know yep. about cereal is based on just that one brand you know, mm-hmm. so like the way that black people are portrayed in a lot of media, it's changing now slowly. But it, it's and and this all goes back all the way down to like the writing room and who's writing these characters and stuff. It's changing slowly. But like if I grew up in the 90s where if you saw a show with a black family and it wasn't the Cosby show, it was a lot of stereotypes going on with that family, you know. Oh, yeah. And and if you if that's all you saw. That's all you knew. That's all you thought that was yep. happening. You know, whereas yep. you could get the entire experience of whiteness on TV, all the way down from Roseanne, all the way up to Friends, which was a blatant rip off of Living Single. Um, and just so he's like, oh, well, you know, we got these kinds of people, and these guys, but black people are just this one monolithic group. And it's that's just not yep. that's just not it. Yep. And a lot of that never breeds a, it, it, a lot of that breeds a lot of ignorance because it's like black people. We all grew up knowing all the different kinds of black. You you know these are the, the upper class black people. These were you know mm-hmm. the the Monica might bleep this out. These were the Uncle Toms of the communities and stuff. You know you you, mm-hmm. you knew who was who, but you didn't get that experience through the media that you got through. So when people who grew up not around a bunch of people of color or just black people in general, whatever you saw, that's what it was. And a lot of times the only show that they saw black people on black and brown people was cops. Yep. You know? Yep. So. We're, we're, the, we're the, the, thug, the thugs and the criminals. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. Um, intolerance requires ignorance to flourish. You exactly. Know? Uh, you, you, it, which again, to bring it all the way back, that's kind of the point of the documentary. It very mm-hmm. much you, it's those people, you know, and and I think part of the, I thought I thought 2016 was the last dying gasp of racism and ignorance. I really did. I thought I'm like we're we're about to beat them now for all time, you know, and then we're on and and forward into a bright new future. Narrator voice, we were not. So right. now, maybe, maybe now is the final battle because you know when when you have um like uh you know when when you're growing up, it's like oh, gay people are evil and Muslims are evil and you know then you can't trust these people and then you're thinking well in high school you know I play with Mo you know uh, on the basketball team and he's cool. And, you know, uh, Tommy's gay, but, you know, he plays the, you know, he plays Call of Duty just like I do. You know what I mean? Like they're getting more and more exposure to these people and it's harder and harder and harder to paint them with these in these broad strokes of, you know, their them, you know, Um, and, and it's. 
it, it is it is in to to your other point about black people not being a monolith it, this is something that i've had to express to a lot of friends of mine that don't necessarily comprehend this especially because this this is another part of it that a lot of people that have not walked in our shoes may not know is if you go to a restaurant and you're in a restaurant right now by yourself minding your own business and a black child flips out and starts crying and throwing a tantrum, right? Uh-huh. It's on all of it's on all of us in there, all you know. Like, we're like the it's, all it's on all of us, you know. One black person cutting up, it's on all yeah. of us. It's, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm like, I'm offended too. I don't like this kid either, ruining my everybody's meal. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Actually, you know, more offended it, than you are. <laughs> yep. Yep, and 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 that's the thing because again, we we all get lumped into this um this one group, and um I think it is important to understand that it's like not only was you know there always an African diaspora of black people that went a lot of different places, uh black people are people, you know, yes. um they, so they have different opinions on things, different tastes, different music, different movies, different things. I mean, there are some certain through lines that unite us as a culture, but there's some certain through lines that unite every culture. Exactly. Uh, as, as a, you know, a certain culture and history. So, yeah, but but it is nice now to be in a place where in the media we are starting to see uh, a broader portrayal of of the black experience in America because it's it's just the human experience. That's why I'd like something like Lovecraft Country is fantastic. Um nightmare inducing but fantastic. Have you have, yeah, you, have you been watching I, Lovecraft I, Country? I know you had a busy couple of weeks. Have you seen I, it? I I have not. I, I usually wait for like a couple episodes to pile up so just in case it's truly good then I can keep watching it without, you know, oh I got to wait a week after this one episode that I watched, you know. So yeah, you you like to binge. You like to binge things. I mean, hey, which, I which is dope. I, I feel like the internet has been pretty good about um, spoilers for the show. Yeah, have you have you? So you haven't even seen the first episode yet. Nope, nope. Okay, I'm not gonna spoil anything for you. But uh, did did you get to see Get Out? Of course, yes. So here's what I tell people: like for 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 most people, you watch Get Out, and it's like spooky. It's like Tales from the Crypt. You're like, uh-huh. ooh. Uh, Get Out for black males is terrifying. Yes, it is. Terrifying. It is. It is it one is. of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen in my life. Because it's everything we're scared of. Uh, mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country is that. Like, let oh. me let me tell you something. Lovecraft Country is so raw that there's times you will be relieved when the monsters arrive. I'm only say that. I'm gonna say that one thing. I'm gonna leave the rest of it for you to experience. But without being without spoilers, though, it shows their experience as protagonists in this story who have their own minds and intentions and ambitions. And while their blackness is celebrated, their blackness doesn't define them. And that's what I like when it's like, okay, we have black people in this medium, but let's not make too big of a deal out of it because their identity is just not them being black. You know, like I identify as being black, but my identity is not I'm black, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a part of who I am. It's a big part of who I am, but it's not the yes. definition. And, you know, especially for me in the spaces that I that I occupy, um, you know, the thing that put me on the map was Ask Your Black Geek Friend, which was our, our talk show about, you know, the people of color participating in geek spaces that traditionally you wouldn't have expected us to be in. Um, and I'm like, y'all, you know, when I was coming up, that was the, a lot of times people call that white people stuff. You know, yep. I just wrote an article on Talk House about this exact thing, about the experience of growing up uh, as a black geek participating in these communities. Um, I, I think what, what we're seeing, but is important to keep seeing, is again, you have the full human experience for everybody you have some people that are into everything and i was uh i was i was looking at the at the numbers you know very much lamenting how can this election even be remotely close with this orange buffoon um in the white house and if i offended you i'm not mad at that come at me you're welcome to um (laughs) uh and i looked and i realized even during the great depression 
Woodrow Wilson still carried 30% of the vote. In two years into the Great Depression, like objectively the country was ruined, yep. still carried 30%. Um, Barack Obama only um, carried, uh, I think it was a uh, 95% of the black vote, but still not all the black vote. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a, the, there, there was always been um, uh, one, always been partisanship in this nation. Uh, maybe not at the scale that we see right now, but it has always existed. Um, and there's al always been um, a spectrum of thought. What, what I'm happy to see now is again the celebration of different perspectives because that is the strength of diversity to your previous point if all you ever have is the one type of cereal all you ever know is you know the oh well, i don't want to name any type of cereal i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings yeah but all people get have, real people get real uptight about their cereal so just stay away from that i one. mean exactly but hey maybe try a different kind that's all i'm saying yeah. maybe maybe mix two kinds together you're gonna be about it you know um so i i do think it is it is a good time to be a creator though to to put a positive spin on some of these things it's a good time to be a creator this year i've successfully funded two different crowdfunding um projects so it can be done um and in in the past to to dovetail slightly to a different slightly different speech because people ask me a lot of times how how it is that I, I get to do the things that i do hmm. in the past you know call it 10 years ago on the short end 20 years ago on the high end all of entertainment was controlled by about 150 people yeah and and i I don't mean that in a in a you know conspiratorial way, but it's That's just you truth. didn't get a rub, yeah, from that director or that casting agent or you know that producer. That it just was not going to happen for you. Like it just wasn't. Um, the internet has democratized all of that. That is no longer true whatsoever. The difference now, though, is you have to be heard above the noise. Even the fact that you and I are having this conversation right now on this podcast, you know, this this was not possible a few not years ago. So you now is the time for anybody to be able to speak their truth and create their art and tell their stories in a way like never before. And the positive thing is there's a concept known as a thousand loyal fans, um, which it's slightly more complex than I'm saying. But the, the minimum is you don't need hundreds and hundreds of thousands or millions of people to love you. You need about a thousand people that are going to invest in whatever you create. Exactly. Um, and if you if you have that, you've got a career. So if you're listening to this wondering, you're like, well, I'd like to get into streaming or I'd like to write comic books or novels or screenplays or any of that. I mean, do it that it is it is difficult, but it has never been easier than it is right now. And I'm going right. to tell you one other thing. This in is about the time a year, to do it right now, because. Yep. In about a year, there's going to be an influx of both figurative and in some sense, literal quarantine babies. Projects yep. that were born during this time that people buckled down and made something happen during this time that is going to see the the light of day in the next couple of years. And I, for one, am looking forward to seeing what people have been uh, quietly chipping away at. But if you're thinking about doing a thing, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it now, do it. Because yep. chances are you've got the time to do it. And a lot of things that keep a lot of people from creating the things that they want to create is the time to do it. More times than not, you probably have that time right now, and like, just use it. Do it, because I'm doing it. Trust me. There's going to be things coming from me very, very soon that's going to come to fruition from this quarantine, uh, because yep. this is the time. I mean uh, well, I'm going to tell you two things, and I, and I realize sometimes people get mad at me when I say this, but <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. It will never be any easier to pull these things off than it is right now. Yep. And when the world restarts, and the world will restart eventually, we will miss the simplicity of this time. When you're sitting there in rush hour traffic on the way to a meeting that you didn't want to be at, on the way to a social gathering that you didn't really want to go, but you didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. You will think back when you had all this time on your hands because there is only one thing that every single human being on earth is equal in, and that is time. We all have 168 hours in a week. We don't have as many weeks in our lives. We may have other things, but the fact is that is the resource that we have to spend. You, me, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, we have 168 hours, and there is enough time 
maybe not in the day, maybe not in the week, but over the course of two weeks, over the course of a month with a little bit of planning and preparation, you can do literally anything. And, you know, some of the people say it's like, well, but I feel bad because it makes me feel like I'm lazy when you say that. Look, man, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just trying to tell you how it is. I myself have basically like seven full-time jobs (laughs) that even (laughs) I don't know how I keep the pace that I keep. But that's really all it is, is I, I have a plan for what needs to get done. And I'm aware of when I need to do it. And then I do it. And mysteriously, magically, it all gets done. Uh, and I totally agree with, I think I got like, like six jobs myself and I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I didn't get to go to Jamaica cause I wanted to be amongst my people, but it was just, it was crazy. Like how much I can actually get done once you sit down and make the time to focus on it. Uh, which is uh, again, uh, another testament of why your documentary, um, needs to be made, you know, like I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm glad it got funded. Um, switching gears, uh, back to, back to what we were talking about, like, you know, being entertainers, being like, how it like you, you're further along in the game that I am. I, I can tell that. So like, how, how did you get into entertainment and what evolution have you seen going through with your own career? And like, I think I'm trying to like say what, what, what got you from point A to, to where you are now? You know, um, I created my first superheroes when I was five years old. Oh. And I, I still, I, I still have them. So, and, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm inserting them into stories. So, like they will, they will see the light of day. They're, they got, they got kind of squeezed into electropunk, my graphic novel. And I don't think anybody's gonna know what that means except me. Um, that that's what it was. So I, I've been creating things my whole life. But I thought, um, growing up, at first I wanted to be uh, an aerospace engineer because I like building things, but I was bad at math. Then I wanted to be a vertebrate paleontologist because I love dinosaurs, but I wasn't trying to like be on my stomach in Montana in 114 degree heat digging up bones <laughs> with, a, with a toothbrush. Um, and the thing that really changed is when I was in high school, I was in the 12th grade, and I got exposed to Shakespeare for the first time, Macbeth in particular. Okay. And I was like, this is the most beautiful thing um, I've, I've ever experienced. And what's funny is it was the writing of it. It was not the acting. I was not a theater kid. Um, I, I loved the, the artistry of Shakespeare's words. And so I went to school and I got a degree in English. And my mom at the time was telling me, she's like, get a, get like go into business or accounting. It'll be more useful. And I was like, yeah, but I, those aren't what I'm interested in, you know? And I was fortunate because an English degree is a degree with a universal adapter, by the way. You can do most yes. anything because my actual I also have an English degree. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, that um, uh, that my, my actual discipline, corporate facing for mostly was marketing, to tell you the truth. But I still was able to, to do to do it with my English degree. And um, shortly after school. I, um, I knew I wanted to write, but I, I, I was, I was working in it by then. And some friends of mine, uh, became very famous musicians literally overnight. I don't know if you remember the band Evanescence from the, from the yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, I grew up with them in Arkansas and oh, my, nice. and I'd been, I'd, I'd been, um, uh, I'll give, I'll give you the, the full, full story here, because I'm going to tell you how this all comes together, uh, at the other side of it. Um, in high school and college, college, I got really into Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang was my jam because Wu-Tang is forever. Exactly. And, uh, Wu-Tang got me into Kung Fu movies. Kung Fu yep. movies got me into, into the martial arts. And I'd earned black belts in a couple of disciplines by now. And my buddy uh, calls and he's like, come be head of security for the whole band. And I was like, no. Like, nothing in my background prepares me for that. No, I'm not going to do it. So... <laughs> He, I, I'm like, I, I can't be responsible for like 50 people's lives. So he kept calling back every time the deal got a little bit sweeter, a little bit sweeter until finally he was like, come just be my bodyguard. I'll pay you double what you're making and I'll pay it all in advance. I was like, well, I mean, if you're going to violate my civil rights, you know, like, yeah. I mean, if you're just going to like, yeah, I mean, you could just do me dirty like that. Because at that moment in time, I really had three options that were in front of me. I could leave and go with him. I had been offered to have my own, um, 
martial arts school. And I thought about becoming a professional fighter because this was right about the time that the UFC was really becoming was a thing. Really like, I, I mean, it had existed since. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this, you know, this is like Chuck and Tito time, right. you know, oh, okay. like it's like, oh, OK, like like this is going somewhere. You know, this would have been around oh three or so, you know. Um, so my thought process at the time is like I could always come back to the martial arts school, um, you know, and, and honestly, it's just going to be easier later. Uh, I could pursue the fighting route, but I'm vain and I don't want my face all mashed up. Right. Even though I enjoy fighting, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to look like a like you know a, a villain from a from a comic book. So let me go do the one highly time dependent thing and go with him. And that was how I ended up in L.A. Now I'm really big. I'm like six nine. Oh um, damn! So, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the first couple of gigs I got were just like monster roles from just people i knew that i was just around were like hey come be a monster in this and i was like all right because i was big and you know know how to move and that was how i got pulled into acting because that was not necessarily my ambition and quite frankly i'd done quite a few acting gigs before i thought of myself as an actor in that i was like that's not my passion like i don't live and breathe it i just do right. it because it's fun but you know, I was like, however, I'm booking gigs and making money. So here we are. You know, I guess it counts. Right. Um, and then on the, I met the first movie I did. I met Damien Poitier on the set of the very first movie I did ever. And I won't tell you what it was because the movie is kind of garbage. <laughs> and, I also um, won't my first movie because it was trash. But Yeah. Well, I feel like all of our first movies are trash, yeah. really. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a, uh, uh, you know, um, a rite of passage. Exactly. So, Da Damien and I hit it off instantly and we stayed friends all along and then by um uh by 2017 uh he called me one day uh and said I got an idea for a show I want to do it on Geek and Sundry call um Ask Your Black Geek Friend. Now, it so happens he got into Geek and Sundry because I introduced him to Jason Charles Miller. And they were doing Foreververse when I still was working a day job. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. In my heart, I was a little grimy about that at times. You know, I was kind of like, man, why are you guys off doing this? And y'all wouldn't even know each other if not for me, you know. But but that was okay. I kept that haterishness in, inside. I just put it in my heart box. And uh, Damien called the ass about Ask Your Black Geek Friend. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. He called me on a Wednesday. We shot the pilot on a Saturday. They said they wanted it that Monday. That was in March, but the show still didn't go up until August because it just took forever to get off the ground. But what I knew was when that door opened, I said to myself very consciously, I was like, I will take over this whole place and I'm going to do it by accomplishing three things. I will always, I will, I will show up early or on time. You know, I will always be prepared and I will be easy to work with and do my best. And if people know me as a reliable dude that will always give it his all, everything else will fall into place. And it did. You know, um, in in every opportunity I have gotten in this world to give the simplest answer, because I know that was very winding, was two important things. Everything good for that has happened for me has come as a direct result of me already having tried to do something good for somebody else before from already having hooked somebody up, signal boosted somebody, done someone a favor, introduced people. I really cannot overestimate how important it is to not just form relationships, but do everything you can to help other people advance. And to be clear, I do not mean that in a predatory way. I do not mean like, well, I retweeted you and now you owe me. Not right. at all. Because people, yeah, people know that. People, people have very that. finely tuned bullshit detectors. Yeah. No. If you like someone, if you like what they do, if you're interested, Try to signal boost them. Try to elevate them. Do good things, but be seen doing good things. And you know, when you have a reputation as being a reliable person, it comes back around. Exactly. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you how many times I saw. Um, oops, I just hit something on my computer. I hope I didn't just mess up the recording. I no, you're, in good, you're, good, you're good. Oh, all right, dope. Um, okay, no, I got it here. Sorry. Um, uh, I can't tell you how many times I was privy to, um, we'd be in the studio and it's like, Hey, we need, uh, we need somebody, um, on the cameras. Uh, 
Why don't you hire Ted? Ted? Yeah. Nah, I don't like Ted. Really? Yeah, Ted was kind of a jerk on a set. Huh. Well, what about Cindy? Oh, Cindy's dope. Cool. Get Cindy. And that was it. That's it. That's the whole thing, you know? Yeah. It's not not resumes, not phone calls, not auditions, you know? It is, so w- when people talk about you know, oh, entertainment is just how you know, who you know, they mean that in this dismissive sense and the only lazy people mean it like that. That's not true. You still have to have the reputation of being solid and reliable and a go-to person. But yes, knowing the right people does help a lot. So it's both. You got to be dope and you got to meet dope people. Exactly. Because Vin Diesel keeps getting movies and stuff and cool dude, but you know, he's pretty much a one note person but he's reliable he shows up to work same thing with john cena john cena is starting to be yep. starting to become hilarious because he's just been that reliable of a person so john cena boom bing, boom boom right. he's he career started out kind of rocky but now it's like i right, you know what i could see him being funny on screen you know yeah the Rock is the hardest working man in Hollywood. It was one year he had a movie come out every month. Yep. The great one, the chosen one, the most electrifying man in all entertainment. Yep. Well, but, you know, it's, you, you have to, you, you just have to put in the time, man, and it takes as long as it takes. I know people look at some of the stuff that is happening for me now, um, and, and I tell them, you know, it, it seems like it is all happening overnight, but there's anything but because I can tell you there's two things in this world that do not exist. And I, as a person, like I'm a believer in things, y'all. Like I mean, ghosts, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. Like yeah, all yeah, yeah all of it. But hmm. there's two things I can tell you for sure do not exist: the overnight success and the self-made man. Yeah, uh, everything takes time. Everyone has help. Uh, Everyone has help up the mountain. Even if it's just that one person that tells you you can do it, you know, Um, in, in, in when you are in a position that you can be that helper, if you can take a step up and drop the letter for someone else, you should in, in whatever stage of the game you're at. I mean, if you're in the seventh grade, but a sixth grader is struggling, you have it within your power to help them. Um, and make a meaningful difference. Uh, and yeah, and, and you, you got to do it where, wherever you can, as much as you can, because then it'll come back around eventually. And the, the time will come that somebody is going to reach a hand down for you to help you out at a pivotal moment. Because I, I've, I myself have, uh, you know, been able to, like both at times where I had like personally struggled with things, right. uh, but also professionally trying to make something happen. The crowdfunding that I was successful with for Electropunk in this documentary, that was on the strength of the fact that people knew that I myself was reliable and therefore they were comfortable going to bat for me and even retweeting something that maybe we never interacted. But the signal boost came from the fact that they felt like I would deliver what I said I would, you know? And then that's and that's just one of the things that we need as a community, like entertainers and stuff. Do stuff just not because of what it can do for you, but because you know if you like something, shout it out. Like yeah. you and I just met yeah. today, and I, I I followed your work and stuff, and I see this documentary. Trust me, I'm gonna shout this shit all the way out when it does drop. <laughs> believe me, hey. believe me, anything. I appreciate it. Anything that like helps this this huge problem that we got going on in this country and stuff, I'm all about it. You know, we don't have to yeah. agree on every method or everything going for it, but it's like if you're out there doing the work and you're out there trying to make a positive change, I yeah. I I'm, I'm into that <laughs> and I want to help it as much but, as I possibly can. You know, I I appreciate that, man, and 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 you know, again, just um. This I, I, I reiterate, this is to, to whoever's out there that has that story idea floating around in their mind or, or wants to make that mixtape or wants to, like, take an acting class or whatever. Just do it. Do it. Don't wait. Like, the timing will never be perfect. Circumstances will never line up exactly. And it will never be any easier than it nope. is right now. I'm telling you. Like the time is right. The best time to, uh, to quote Bill and Ted before we land this plane, to quote the movie Bill and Ted, uh, the best time to be is right now, and the best place to be is right here. So 
I, yep. This is the, exactly. <laughs> but, that movie is way deep. One of my, one of my, oh, yeah, it is. But I'll give you one of my martial arts quotes. Uh, it was a, a jiu-jitsu quote. The best time to start jiu-jitsu was 10 years ago. The second best time to start is today. Right? <laughs> so um, yep. before we uh, get out of here, because I know you got a busy day ahead of you and stuff, um, tell people where we can find you. Uh, the easiest place is Twitter, uh, at BDaveWalters. That's where I post most of my stuff. And my DMs are open. If you have questions about anything, you know, hit me up. I, I will help you to the best of my ability. Uh, if you come with some nonsense, I will rinse you publicly. It's fine. There you go. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but really, though, you know, if, if you have questions or you're not sure how to proceed or what to do, you know, hit me up. Um, and I'm somewhere seven days a week doing something. Um, hey. I... I I I'm on a number of streaming programs. Um, I run games for people. Um, I write. I'm I am a filmmaker. Uh, I'm all over the place. Like I, I wouldn't even attempt to try and keep up with all the places I'm at because it's difficult for me sometimes. But do follow me on Twitter. Uh, and I have that. There's a link to the documentary pinned at the top. If you'd like to support, even though the project funded, it is still possible to back it, support it, and help us make an even bigger, brighter thing. So, um, but but again, y'all. I have to tell you, more than anything, whatever it is that you are thinking about doing, do it. Just make your plan and work your plan. Make some progress every single day. Just do something. If it's send an email, if it's Google something, read a Wikipedia page, do something every single day. Write one sentence because the time is going to pass whether or not you make the most of it. So it's you're going to look back a couple of years from now and you will either be proud of the things you accomplished or you will be sad about the things that you didn't do. So that's not knocking you if this uh, the quarantine is uncharted territory. There may be days that it is everything you can do to just lay on the couch and watch Netflix. That is fine. Take care of yourself, secure your own oxygen, but do everything you can to find a way to start chipping away at that thing. You will be glad you did. I'm telling you. And quite frankly, the world needs your light, your song here in the midst of the darkest timeline. And, and I, I honestly can't add on anything to that. What you just said was absolutely perfect. Uh, I want to thank you once again for joining us tonight. Uh, and this going to wrap up another episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today, especially our guest, B. Dave Walters. Go please find him on Twitter. He's his own effects in, that, you know, and which, which we love it because we ain't got the budget for effects yet. But <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, using the handle Temple of, Temple of Geek. And if you want to check out some of our other episodes and shows, head on over to templeofgeek.com. There you'll find all sorts of content pertains to the entire world of geek. Uh, B Dave, thank you so much for being with us. And that's our show. Thank you for having me. We'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.